You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Are we rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell? Is America done? The gunny had the great opportunity to get on a radio show and host the Scott Beeson Show. So I'm going to play the first hour of this show. And if you're still convinced that America is headed downhill, then you're not doing anything to save it. But I am, and 5 million-plus people, supporters of the Convention of States, are doing something to save this country. I have cut out the commercials, so it's really not a full hour of the show. So take a great listen to the first time the Gunny hosted a radio show in Birmingham, Alabama with my special guest, Mark Meckler. I went rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell. I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last ten years like they should. It's the best of the free Ready? life behind us now. Good morning, Alabama. This is the Gunny. Bud Cornwell, United States Supreme Court, retired. You thought he was going to be here today, didn't you? Well, he's AWL. And for those of you that don't know what AWL is, it is absent without leave. That's where Scott Beeson is. Well, maybe not. He's taken some time off and deserved time off, and I'm actually glad to have the opportunity to come here and sit in for the great Scott Beeson. What an awesome, awesome privilege it is for me to be here. I do podcasts. This is actually my very first day on the radio, so you can punch me all you want, but I'm here. And today, what we're going to talk about is something that is on lots of people's minds. Is this country really going downhill? Or is it it just we think it's going downhill? What's the truth? Where do you get the truth? How do you find the truth to determine, first off, to even make a determination if the country is falling by the wayside 
Well, here's how you got to look at it. You have to have something to compare it to. You can't tell if something's getting bad if you don't know what it was like when it was good. That's the issue. What I mean by that is this. If you have a basis of freedom and liberty and peace and harmony and togetherness and respect and love, all of those words, as an American citizen, that's your basis to be able to determine what is actually happening in America. However, if you don't have those things, you may even think the world's getting better on top of that. The reason behind that is because most of these people that think America's doing great are sitting high on the horse. They've probably got great retirements and or million billionaires, which, by the way, we have more of those in America today than we've ever had in the history of this country as far as millionaires and billionaires. And here's a absolute truth that I found out a few years ago that I didn't know. Did you know that there are more billionaires with a B in the state of Arkansas than any other state in the United States? That is the truth. Wait, where Walmart came from? Exactly. LT. That's LT talking there. And yes, where Walmart came from. And of course... Now, why would that be so? Because Walmart does really good over the years. And you put money in the shares, and you worked at Walmart, and you got shares, you made money. And that's why they have more billionaires. Now, I'm not talking about millionaires. You know, there's, there's a big difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, right? Now, there's probably not a lot of them per se. Might be able to count them on one hand. I'm not sure. But that's the truth. There's more there than any other place, any other state in the United States. Pretty interesting. So going back to this foundation thing, there is a document before this document was written before the Declaration of Independence was written before. Remember what I'm saying? The Constitution of the United States. So many people don't really know the Declaration of Independence, why it was there, what it was for. The reason it was created, it was built for an initial foundation that the people in the colonies had recognized that their life and liberty and freedom and happiness did not exist. Pure tyranny by the king. So this document was written to develop a basis at first to create this country. And if you never read it, you should read it. Because it applies today. It's not something that just happened In 1776, it applies today. So, for instance, the very first paragraph 
When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them. You hear that? That that's in the Declaration of Independence. The laws of nature. So what is that basis? What that basis they're talking about is we're naturally created. So we're naturally human beings. Which means we actually have unalienable rights given to us by a creator. Okay, so that's the beginning base. So if that's true, I should be able to live my life as much as possible in freedom and liberty and not be afraid of the government. That was the intent when they created the Declaration of Independence. Now, eventually, when the country started coming together, then they all got together and created what we call the Constitution. And then in 1789 or 1784, they went back and created the Bill of Rights, which now is, again, the foundation. So the point is, let's talk about America based on that foundation. Inalienable rights, natural rights, how we are supposed to be able to do these with limited government, in other words, government out of our lives as much as possible. It's not possible whatsoever for us not to have government, and we'll talk about why that's true. But are we going downhill? Is the country as it was founded, as it was designed to be, going downhill? So, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to cover more on this idea of what the laws of nature is, what God's entitlement is, how the government should be limited because of that foundation. So, think about that. Think about what the Declaration of Independence said when it results to the separation and equal station to which the laws of nature and God entitles them. We'll be right back. When did I start working for Uncle Sam? Instead of it the other way around, is that America our last great hope? Have we put America? Welcome back. This is the Gunny, the and I am standing in for the great Scott Beeson. That is taking some time off, well deserved time off. And I wanted to ask the audience today. Are we going downhill? Is this country headed like a snowball to hell? Just like the good old Merle Haggard talks about. 
Well, again, it's based on what your foundation is to determine that. A lot of people don't even see it. They just think it's normal for what's happening in this country. It's called progressivism. And a lot of that gets mixed up with individuals not understanding what a basis or foundation of life is. They think in their mind that progressing, getting more stuff, having more money, going on big vacations, all of that is what's important in life. What happens if the country falls, the economy falls, and then these people can't go on their vacations anymore because they're going to be standing in line with their money to buy a loaf of bread. Which brings to a story that I watched. I actually watched the video. This was right after Venezuela fell. And the money just collapsed. The, pr- the price of the money went down. LT, I'm telling you, it was terrible. This news reporter walked up to the line. These people were going into the grocery store. She walked up to a person and started talking to them, and they had a bag, a grocery sack-sized bag full of bills, full of money. And that news reporter asked that lady how much could she buy with that bag. She said she would be lucky to get two loaves of bread for that bag of money. That's incredible. See, this is what we're talking about. But if you have a foundation of life, liberty, and happiness and all that, you know you're going to make it. You're going to grow your own food. You're going to do what is necessary. And you're not going to depend on the government or the big bank account to live a happy life. And that's really what the founding fathers designed this country to do people to work hard and sustain themselves with limited government. Not big government, limited government. So here's another view that I found at the Daily Signal by a person named Carol Swain. And this is just the very first sentence of her article. And the article is titled, America is Poised to Collapse Within. Now, me, I was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. I retired in 2002. So it's been 20 years ago that I actually retired from the Marine Corps. And in those 20 years, I had complete faith and confidence in America, and I was supporting it not only at home, but overseas. So I thought, in my mind, LT, think about this. I was doing the work over there, not here in the States, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against foreign enemies. But the enemy is not foreign. It's right here. It's domestic. And by the way, our oath in the military states that, that we will defend this country against foreign and domestic enemies. So keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your head there. 
if you're thinking America's going downhill. Think about this. 244 years after the 13 British colonies in North America declared their independence and became a sovereign nation. That's us. Talking about us from the Daily Signal. America is poised to collapse within. Her imminent demise will not come from foreign troops quartered or on the soil, per se, like foreign troops coming to attack us. It will come from Marxists and anarchists who use racial grievance and cries of oppression to dismantle America's institutions and defenses. So think about that. They're using propaganda. That's what this is. It's propaganda. It's it's not the truth. Right, LT? It's not a it's not the foundation that, that I know of. It's framing it in the foundation they want it. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 to me it's brainwashing. So it's real easy for people to see that the country is not going the way we want it to because we have the foundation. We have the natural law, the care for our neighbor, the actual understanding that we're all human beings created by God equally. And we respect that. And our laws are built on that. Well, most of them are. Because <laughs> today, today's kind of, I don't know, Kind of questionable about some of those laws that get passed through there on whether they're actually on part of that basis of the natural law. So we'll we'll and, leave it at that. And just the timing sometimes too. Yes. Exactly. It's like, are they trying to pass it at a time while we're focused on other areas? Yep. Are they trying to slide it under the table? Right. We know about that. You know, it kind of reminds me when I was a kid. Um. I got paid in cash, basically sliding it under the table. When I say a kid, I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, working in the farms in Louisiana and getting paid a dollar and 15 cents an hour to pick up roots in a soybean field in the middle of the summer. <laughs> but I got paid in cash. And the reason they did that is what? To avoid the taxes, right? But whenever you bought something, how much more did it mean? Yes. Whenever you worked that hard for something, how much more did it actually mean, or how much more care did you take for it? Oh, oh my God. I'm a, well, first off, I know this sounds funny. I almost felt rich. A dollar and 15 cents was pretty good because a lot of my friends were only making like 50 cents or. 75 cents an hour doing jobs, you know, working in a malt shop or something like that. So, but we had the foundation and the basis. Now, do you think a Marxist would even try at 15, a 15 year old Marxist that's trained through propaganda would go and try to do something like that? And even if, let's say, even if you got paid. What, of course, the left side, the liberal side, says that we should have a $15 minimum wage, right? This Marxist guy is not going to go out there 
and sweat and pick up roots in a soybean field and throw them in the back of a tractor for 15 bucks an hour. My request to get paid that to sit through school. <laughs> yep. Yep. It makes you, it, you know, it makes you think about how the country has changed. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit older than you are, LT, so I've seen some different changes. But my mom has seen different changes. My grandfather, which I knew, your grandfather. And everybody wants to do the same thing. You want to go, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, there's no more Bible, you know, people going to church and reading their Bible every day. And instead, they're they're turning into, remember Elvis? <laughs> so that's a good example of what we, what we would call progressivism. I'm not saying that Elvis had great music. I love Elvis music. But when you take that atmosphere and then turn it into your foundation, then it becomes a problem. You're losing the actual natural law foundation that God has given you. So, And imagine just how provocative that seemed then compared to some of the music now. Oh, wow. Hey, Elvis is... Elvis was pretty good compared to people now. That's what I'm saying. It, it right? my mind just how, like, not um, taboo per se, he was back then, but it's like, uh, I'm blanking on the movie uh, that Kevin Bacon was in. But it's just how, how they couldn't dance in there. But how provocative things are now, yes. that things then, they would have been so shocked and said, how did we get to this point? Oh, could you imagine your grandfather? Could you imagine your grandfather? Coming back to you and 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 seeing this, or your great grandfather, what their response? I, I actually I, I kind of know because my mom tells me right up front. She says I don't even watch TV. I don't pay attention anymore because I just I can't watch that stuff anymore. So this is again the foundation is what determines whether or not you uh, you know you want to be able. To look at the situation that the country's in and have confidence that the foundation is going to save it. And we're going to talk more about that when we get back later on in the, in the, in the show. But I got a very special guest that's going to be coming on the show here that is a great friend of mine and a great servant leader of the Lord. And I will introduce him when he comes on. Welcome back. This is the Gunny, and I am sitting in for the great Scott Beeson. He's out enjoying himself, and I'm sitting here struggling 
looking at the computer screen, trying to read, trying to listen to music, listening to LT. It's my first time on the radio, as you can probably tell. But at least I won't have to talk too much today because we got a special guest. He's a special friend of mine. And I'm gonna I'm so excited to be here and have this opportunity to bring Mark Meckler on. Is are you on, Mark? I am here, sir. Awesome. Mark Meckler is the chief executive officer of the Convention of States, which is an organization, and he'll definitely tell us more about it. But the bottom line, it is a massive, great movement of grassroots people that care about our country, understand that we have difficulties we got to handle, and we got a solution that's bigger than the problem. Mark, welcome so much to the show. We're glad to have you here. Oh, Gunny, anything for you. It's good to be with you. Well, we were talking today, this morning, we're talking about, you know, is America going downhill like the snowball from hell that uh, that good old uh, Merle Haggard tells us? And we talk to people all the time, and it's it just seems like people just are, they have no hope or no faith or they don't know what to do. And I'm like, there is something we can do. And it's called Convention of States. Now, Convention of States resolution itself has passed in Alabama, but that doesn't mean that we just give up. Matter of fact, it's the first step. And, Mark, can you give us more about the the organization and, and how we can get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, Gunny, i got to say, when people have no hope or no faith, you know, I just don't buy that, not only in the nation, but we've got God. And so we always have hope and we've got faith. And then we got to have a plan, and I think there is a plan for saving the nation in the idea of a convention of states. So Article 5 of the Constitution contains the provisions that allow us to amend the Constitution if we think it's necessary. And the founders knew it was going to be necessary. That's why they put this in the Constitution. I know a lot of people, they have a panic attack when you say amend the Constitution, but the founders told us this, and specifically they told us that you and I the folks in the states were going to have to do this. And on September 15, 1787, Colonel George Mason of Virginia stood up. This is two days before the end of convention. And he said, hey, we've got a fundamental problem here. We've given the power to Congress to propose amendments, but not to the people acting through mm-hmm. the states. And then he asked, are we that naive? Are we that dumb that we actually believe that a federal government that becomes a tyranny would ever propose amendments to restrain its own tyranny? I wish we had video, Gunny, because I'm pretty sure they all laughed. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Of course, because what tyrant has ever restrained himself? Right. That's just never happened. And so we know that they probably did laugh because Madison's notes say in Latin, two tiny Latin abbreviations. They say nin com, which is short for no comment or no debate. So they didn't debate this. They all said, yeah, that's right. And then unanimously they put in the second clause of Article 5, and that second clause gives you and me the power to do this, to, yes. to call a convention of states, to propose amendments. And as you can hear from what Mason said, the purpose was specifically to restrain federal tyranny. We all agree at this point that we've got federal tyranny. <coughs> Excuse me. We've all seen they won't do anything to restrain it. So we're going to have to do that. Well, I absolutely agree with you, but – some people still believe in the fact of the vote, right? That we're just not voting the right people in to these positions that are going to be honest 
and follow that natural law that we're talking about, you know, loving your neighbors and your brothers and, you know, doing the things that are necessary to have a, quote, good, safe, liberty country. So people say, we just got to vote the right people in. Why, yeah, why yeah. do we got to do the, this Article 5 thing? Why can't we just change them all? Just vote them out and put the right people in. Well, look, I think, you know, and I might have a slightly different opinion. I think that oftentimes we do put the right people in. And I could point back to the Tea Party movement of 2010, which yeah. I was one of the leaders of, and we had the biggest swing class in the history of Congress since 1938. In other words, more Democrats thrown out, Republicans put in, had a Republican majority, we thought, that this was going to change everything. And a lot of those folks, in my opinion, I knew a lot of them personally, were really good folks. They believed in the same things that you and I believed in. And then they got to Washington, D.C. And, you know, we joke the, the Potomac, uh, you know, we, are they drinking from the Potomac? And the reality is they're actually like in a hot tub that's full of all the corruption and horrible stuff in D.C. Right. And the problem is that they get co-opted by D.C., because the system is broken. And so you can put as many good people as you like into a bad system. And as long as we leave the system broken, then there's nothing we can do. You're going to get a bad result. Absolutely. So by going and doing a convention of states, the objective is this, twofold, really. It's, it's going to be great to get to the convention. But that's just a piece of this. It's just a part of it. That's the reason... We have to make sure specifically here in Alabama that it doesn't get rescinded. And we got to make sure that we're working with our legislators here to ensure that we still have that resolution to be able to attend that convention. And, and Mark, the way I look at it is the process of us getting there is starting to, to wake up a lot of these politicians and a lot of these people going, this could actually possibly happen. That's part of, of this grassroots movement is getting our legislators in the states and the federal legislators more information, understanding that uh, we're, we're moving. Yeah, and I think, you know, I want to back up a little, Gunny, if I could, because I know you might have some listeners that don't know what this is all about. And, and basically what I want people to understand is Article 5 is how we amend the Constitution. It takes 34 states to call a convention. The way they do that is they pass a resolution, as you've been talking about, that has to pass through both houses of the state legislature. Y'all have done that in your state, as you've mentioned. And once it passes through 34 states, then the convention is called. And then once you get into convention, the states will each send delegates to that or commissioners to that convention. Each state can send as many commissioners as they like, but each state gets one vote. Maine gets one vote, Texas gets one vote. Doesn't matter the size of the state. When 26 states agree on proposed amendments, then those amendments go out to the states for ratification. It takes 38 states to ratify any amendment before it becomes part of the Constitution. So that process is really important. And then along the way, one of the things that's going on, and, and you mentioned this, Gunny, is we're building the largest self-governing grassroots army in American history. These are folks that are being trained up on how the process works, what our Constitution is about how to lobby their legislature, how to be influential in their legislature, and all the way down into local politics. I and mean, We participate in school boards, we participate in city councils and county yes. boards. 
So we're building up a very muscular army of self-governing grassroots activists all over the country. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key word. And when I explain convention of state, I do it the same kind of the same way that, that you taught us is we kind of give them an overview of what it is. But what really is happening is we're energizing. We're energizing citizens. We're giving them the tools and the power, people power, to actually make a difference and influence in their community. We've had people that are part of the Convention of States that have gotten elected into their legislation within the state that they're in. And they were started off in Convention of States and learned about the Constitution and learned about how to get involved and local. we got people in city school boards that are part of the convention of state. So what it is, is, is it's not just getting to this convention. That's a goal. That's, that's a goal we want to go to, but it's, it's more of us bringing our citizens together and working this, working the issues of everyday life in America. Yeah, I agree with that. And so the reason people are initially attracted to the idea of a convention of states, and it's important, which is we got to get our hands around the neck of the federal government. We got to shove it back in the constitutional box. This is the systemic fix I was talking about. We have to impose some sort of term limits on the federal government, not just not just Congress, honestly, but staffers, bureaucrats, what we call the deep state, even the federal courts. We have to impose some kind of fiscal restraints on the federal government, like a balanced budget amendment, tax caps and spending caps. And ultimately, we have to take power away from the federal government and tell them things like you can't be involved in education or energy or health care or environment. These are things the federal government was never meant to be involved in. And so that's the purpose of, of calling a convention and proposing amendments. But along the way, as you said, citizens figure out, hey, I have some power. I can be involved in this. A great example, Gunny, is in Virginia. Everybody knows about the Virginia election. They took what everybody thought was a blue state and turned it started to turn it back red. All the statewide officers ended up being Republicans, so it's a red wave. And their House of Representatives flipped. One of the members that got elected to the House of Representatives that involved that flip was from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and she was a COS activist. And through her network and COS, through all the people she had met, through learning about how the system works, she decided to run. And by the way, that House now has a one-seat majority Republican She's that one seat, and she was a COS activist. Awesome, Mark. This is this what this is what the power of the people is. This is just to me is the only solution, the only solution that we have to be able to right the federal government. And what's real neat is right the people, right the people, get them back in the foundation of of what the country stands for. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go away, Mark, and we'll bring you right back right after the break. And they call it social distancing. It's actually a bigger plan. It's called social conditioning. They took away our privacy. There's always someone listening. 
The elections planning riots for the citizens. The government has always lied. It's history repeating. But the problem is the schools dumb you down so you believe them. If you try to speak. Welcome back. This is the Gunny, and I am sitting in for Scott Beeson. He is out, but I have a very special guest here with us today. Mark Meckler is the chief executive officer of the Convention of States Movement in America. He is a friend, a, a godly man. I'm so blessed to, to be part of his his life and his functions of just his leadership and his abilities is amazing. So welcome back, Mark. Good to be with you, Gunny. So we we left basically talking about how people get involved, and you were describing a lady in Virginia that actually, I guess she got elected into the legislation of Virginia uh, through convention of states or working with convention of states yeah that was really her first major exposure to politics she learned how the system works she learned how how to go to virginia legislature and, and talk to legislators she saw how the whole thing works she got excited about being engaged in politics and then when it came time she did what i think a lot of great patriots need to do she looked in the mirror and said well if i don't run who's going to run right if not me then who if not now then when and she stood up and decided to run, and she's now in that legislature. That legislature, the House, has a one-seat majority to Republicans, so you could say she's the one who turned the tide in the Virginia legislature. And that's really what we're looking to do. It's not enough to sign a petition. It's not enough to just be educated about this stuff. Certainly not enough just to yell at your radio or your television in frustration. you got to do something, and that's what Convention of States is all about. It's energizing us. It, it reminds me of my dad kind of teaching me a lesson when something was wrong and how to how to fix that. And once you kind of get the idea of how to do that, you actually get satisfaction out of it. And that's what I get with Convention of States is I feel in my heart I'm actually doing something towards making sure that America is not rolling down this hill. We're trying yeah, to look, stop the snowball by doing convention of states. That is super important, Gunny. And, and one of the things that in founding this organization that was so important to me was that we were engaging people in useful activity that could actually lead to meaningful change. Right. And one of the things that frustrates me about politics generally, grassroots organizations, other organizations, is they'll tell you things like, well, call your congressman. Right. And frankly, that doesn't make any difference. Your congressman doesn't care if you call them. They don't even care if they get hundreds of calls. I go, you and I, we've got interns in our program. Some of them go work on Capitol Hill. And their first job, generally speaking, is just answering the phones. And they'll tell you that the congressman has no idea about the calls coming in. They don't care about the calls coming mm. in. They don't pay attention. So to me, that's engaging people in meaningless activity that isn't going to cause real change. And I don't want to do that. And so our grassroots are involved in activities that actually have the ability to lead to meaningful change. And, and what you're talking about, what your dad taught you, that's a very empowering thing. I hate to use the word empower. It's so cliche these days. But when you realize that you can actually be responsible for things and things can change and things can be better because of your efforts, that is a very empowering thing. It is. It absolutely is. And we're – the. The wonderful part about this, Mark, is we're seeing it. It's it's not like an imaginary 
system that's being put in place and just thinking, well, maybe it's going to work. We're watching it. We're seeing it grow and build, and, and we're seeing the fruits of what's happening in the the legislations within the states and the cities and, and so forth. We're seeing people working really hard, dedicated. And vo- these are volunteers, millions of volunteers that are helping us out. So Yeah, you know, Gunny, I, I want people to understand that, for example, in your state where the legislation, the, the resolution's already passed, what our grassroots do is they stay engaged. They make sure that the resolution, resolution doesn't get rescinded. They make sure that each year the new legislators know about Convention of States and what it is. Then they're preparing because eventually there's going to be a convention. I expect that in the next couple of years we're going to get to that magic number of 34, and it's going to be up to the Convention of States activists to make sure that your state sends the right commissioners to that convention. It's going to be up to your grassroots activists there in your state to make sure that the right kind of resolutions come out of that convention, and ultimately when they go back to the states for ratification, that they get ratified. And along the way, in my opinion, there's something even more important going on, and that is your grassroots activists in that state are heavily engaged in the legislature on a day-to-day basis. What are they doing? Not necessarily convention of states. They're doing what they think is important. For example, they're fighting for life. They're fighting for pro-life issues. They're fighting for gun rights and you know constitutional carry and second amendment issues they're fighting for property rights Mm -hmm. issues they're fighting for election integrity ballot integrity election reform issues so convention of states activists are engaged in a lot more than just convention of states convention of states gives them the foundation teaches them how to do all this stuff and then the army at a local level they're going to engage on the things that they find important absolutely and here, here's uh, something I learned. I, I learned it pretty quick because of failure. When I was in Arkansas, part of the volunteering for the Convention of States and doing different volunteer roles, and then the first time we went to try to pass it, we I believe we passed it in the House, but we couldn't get it through the Senate. And then the way Arkansas works is every two years is how they're legislation works one year they do all the fiscal stuff then the next year they do everything else so we had to wait two years for the next time to try to pass it but as i was going through that process and and hoping and praying and doing what we could to get it passed i learned more and more and more every year how legislation works how these people think what's in their mind what's in their soul and whether or not you can trust them. And unfortunately, there was a number of them that we thought we could trust them. So it's, it's more than just being part of the legislation. It's, it's engaging. It's uniting yourself with the legislation and the legislators to become part of, again, the ones that are supporting it. The ones that don't support it, we still want to try to work with them and get them to see the light of what what Convention of States is. But what's more important is we stay engaged and we don't get down and we don't just give up, which many times, because of how difficult it was for us to pass it in that state, a lot of us wanted to give up. 
but it's in your heart. It's in your soul, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, you know, and I think, Gunny, you're hitting on something really important, and and actually I think this ties into your personal history as a Marine. There's no quit in a Marine. No. And I think it's hard for people to understand that in politics, right? Mm -hmm. In politics, politics is a game where you're going to win some days and you're going to lose some days. You're going to win some elections and you're going to lose some elections. If you win every election, you know, basically at that point you've just got a dictatorship. And the reality is things are going to swing back and forth. Our system is designed that way. And so what you have to get used to, this is something that you trained your young Marines when you were a drill sergeant, is that you're going to get knocked down. And, in fact, I know you all used to make sure they got knocked down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And and why did they have to get knocked down, Gunny? they got to learn. They, You know, it's, it's part of the ethos of developing your your strength, your courage, your abilities to withstand and continue to withstand. That's what that's all about. You had to teach them that getting knocked down isn't the thing, it's getting back up. Yes. Absolutely. So that, I think that applies politically as well, and I think that's a, a great lesson for your listeners. You know, one of the things that frustrates me so much, I'll hear people say, well, you know, the 20... 20 election was rigged and there was fraud and I think there's a whole bunch of fraud and I think there's reasons to be frustrated and angry about it and then the question is what do you do you going to give up I'm not look we got knocked down we lost that election it went poorly for us the country's suffering because of it for whatever reason that it happened the reality is the only choice that you and I have if we love America if we believe in American exceptionalism is to get back up, to get off our backsides, dust ourselves off, and get back to the fight. And frankly, we don't have a long time to do that. We need to be in the fight every single day. Yes, sir, absolutely. We're going to take a break. If you want to hang on and come back after the after the break, we'll be glad to, to keep you on. If not, thank you very much. And we will be right back. I want to thank Mark Meckler, the Chief Executive Officer of the Convention of States, for coming on this great radio show, Scott Beeson Show, out of Birmingham, Alabama. I had the opportunity to sit in with him, and it was a a wonderful experience. Talked about life in America. Are we going downhill Can we save it? Yes, we can. Convention of States. Check it out. Conventionofstates.com. Go to the website. Sign the petition so your legislator knows that you're supporting the Convention of States. And if you want to be more involved, which you should, just like the gunny, then go to the website, hit the Take Action button, and apply for a leadership position in this organization. Stand up, show up, and speak up. Conventionofstates.com. This is The Gunny, out.